Time to talk cricket now on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Joining us from cricket.com, it's Adam Burnett. Adam, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Good. Very well, thank you, Adam. Uh, uh, The Big Bash is up and about. We're getting to the pointy end of the season. Has there been any standouts for you uh, besides Steve Smith? Because he's been (laughs) absolutely enthralling to watch these last few games. He has, I think. Uh, people have been tuning in for some Steve Smith in the uh, action once he's he's arrived at the sixes there, haven't they? He's been just fantastic. I, I don't think I've seen him hit so many sixes before. Mm. Just um, staggering stuff. But, uh, no, the other one that caught my eye, probably Matt Short from the Strikers. He's sort of been there and thereabouts over the years. And, um, yeah, he's been fantastic as well with the bat. And, um, unfortunately, though, his Strikers were knocked out last night. So we're starting to see... Uh, how these finals are going to shape up. Well, the other person uh, who I think Adam has uh, got everyone's eyebrow raised is uh, Spencer Johnson. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't been obviously as, uh, you know, outstanding as uh, Smith and Matt Short, but there looks to be a bit about him, and people are wondering uh, how, it is, how it is that sort of uh, at 27, this is the first we're seeing of him. Have you got any sort of uh, insight as to his background and what may have delayed his development injury? I take it has been there somewhere along the way. Yeah, I think he's had a few injuries, but um, no, he's just been a uh, a bit of a journeyman. He, I've seen him pop up for South Australia a couple of times okay. over the years. Um, obviously, Queensland now um, yeah. and the Heat. Yeah, he played a um, he played a one day match for Queensland last year. He's played a handful of one dayers, maybe three Shield games thereabouts. Um, and yeah, he. I think he's just sort of grown into himself. He had a good, has had a good um, premier cricket campaign in, in Brizzy, and yeah, he's a reasonably tall guy. Left armour, which which we love, especially when their names are Johnson. Mm. And um, yeah, he's been a handful, hasn't he? A couple of really standout performances in in death overs there. And I'll tell you what, there was a, a little bit of feeling in that game wasn't against there? the Stars the other night, wasn't there? Yeah, indeed. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to read too much into, you know, four-over spells and things like that. I mean, mm. obviously, first-class cricket, different kettle of fish. You've got to bowl and you've got to be able to bowl the next morning, having bowled the previous day. But uh, just looking at him live at uh, Friday night, we went out there. He's got plenty of bounce. Uh, he's got pace. Not sure mm. if he does sort of too much with the ball, and perhaps that's an area he can uh, work on. But, geez, there's some uh, raw material there to work on, I would have thought. And uh, you would have thought, a state somewhere could pick him up to play first-class cricket. Absolutely. I think, uh, actually, I'll, I'll give a plug to our unplayable podcast on cricket.com.au. I know they've had a chat with him this week. Okay. I haven't quite had a listen yet myself, but probably worth uh, mm. worth having a listen. I'm sure they uh, revisit Spencer's journey there. Mm. Tell you what, uh, yeah, one thing that stood out, we were talking this morning, uh, Usman Kawaja for the heat hasn't been uh, in amongst the runs mm. but if you talk to those behind the scenes they say the uh, what he's doing for this team is unbelievable and I think Spencer's probably a good example showing great faith in a bloke to say here's the ball mm. you're bowling the last over bowlers to victory and uh, obviously that confidence is paying up and paying off and it's all coming from the captain yeah, I mean, isn't that great that we've got guys like Kawaja and, and you see Finch at the Renegades performing a similar role particularly, plus getting them on the mic has been fantastic. They're, I thought their insights have been great these last couple of weeks. The um, Adding those guys in, well, I, Finch has been there the whole time, but someone like Kawaja um, adds a lot to, to the bash. We've seen Smith adding a lot. Uh, it's been great having those guys in. and Yeah, I think Kawaja certainly helped... Um, 
since he's arrived. I mean, what are the heat on? I think they're on a four-match four winning streak, five-match winning streak, and, yeah, it's no coincidence that they've got their big guns back, and he seemed to be talking very calmly to Johnson uh, ahead of that final over the other night and or the other afternoon, and, yeah, he uh, his impact is certainly being felt by the looks, which is, is great. That's, that's why he's there. Mm, yeah, it's certainly uh, been great to have them back. Uh, Adam, we, you probably weren't up at 5.30, but we did say if one man can tell us who's going to be available for all these finals and uh, who's going to be in camp in terms of Indian tourists, you're a chance. Can you enlighten us as to when they'll go and uh, how deep into the finals the Australian players who are on that Indian tour uh, can participate? Yeah, so it, it is a bit convoluted. I, I was up at 5.30, but I had the two-year-old who, who, oh, who doesn't let me put the radio on, so it's uh, chaos in this household at <laughs> well, A non-radio listener too, <laughs> bossing you around already. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's wearing the pants at the moment. But, uh, no, it, it is a bit convoluted, guys, but bear with me. Um, so most of the guys are available. There, there's some extra confusion around if there are finals in Sydney where... Um, the pre-tour camp is happening, there will be even more availability. Um, and that specifically, that mainly refers to the spinners. They're keen to um, get the spinners particularly ready. So for the qualifying final for the Sixers on Saturday night, Agar uh, from the Scorchers and Murphy from the Sixers are not available. Um, they've got them in camp and preparing. If um, the Heat make the qualifying final and it's hosted in Sydney on Sunday night, then Swepson can play. Uh, if it's anywhere else, they'll have Swepson in Sydney and only um, in the camp there. Aside from that, it's pretty much all availability uh, across the board. So you'll see the heat, whether they play likely Friday night or Sunday night, um, they'll have all their big guns available with the one question mark over Swepson. Um, Smith will see... Uh, who else have we got? It, it's mainly those guys. Warner, we'll see if the Thunder make it. Um, so, yeah, um, looking at pretty good big bash availability this weekend. And, and once um, the, those initial games are finished, um, then that'll be it for the Test Squad members. Okay. So, Adam, when do they fly out officially? I think they're flying out early next week. So Sunday the 29th will be their last availability for Big Bash. I'm not sure what day, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, thereabouts. But, um, yeah, that, that'll, that'll bring a, a curtain down on their Big Bash availability come Sunday night. And as seen, as we also mentioned earlier today, a different sort of preparation for this Australian team um, uh, with obviously a lot of Big Bash cricket uh, being played uh, by the players before they go to India and uh, no tour match or warm-up match now whether the warm-up match would have been of any great benefit sometimes these warm-up matches are played on flat wickets and the Indians you know pick a medium pace attack to play the Australians so they don't get a uh, look at all the best spinners but your thoughts on uh, the way Australia is approaching this tour it's very much a, a modern day sort of approach isn't it? It is for sure it's a new age approach yeah. um, Andrew McDonald spoke about it saying that it's a they're looking at it like um, the schedule these days forces their hand a little bit, so they're trying to embrace it and say, look, um, the shorter periods we can spend away from family um, and on the road, away from our homes, um, then we'll do it that way. Uh, we'll, we'll come for a camp in Sydney beforehand and, and we'll try and um, get the most out of it, you know, simulate Indian conditions as best we can and, and go that way. But, yeah, it's, it's a roll of the dice, isn't it? Um, I know... 
uh, India are preparing. They've got a few guys playing in the Ranji Trophy at the moment, including um, Ravi Jadeja, who's, who's back from injury and has uh, tormented the Australians somewhat over the years. Ooh, yeah. So uh, that's a huge inclusion for them. Um, it's going to be a, a really interesting test, test series. And I guess these guys back the fact that they play in India a lot, albeit uh, a totally different format on totally different wickets. So <laughs> who knows? It's, it's a... It's a, it's a bit of a frightening proposition, I reckon. Mm. Adam, have you uh, got a, an update on the Cameron Green injury? Is he progressing well enough that they think he'll be available for the first test? Yeah, it sounds as though he will be. Um, so that's a positive. He and Stark are both um, just said to be recovering at the moment, but they're, they're going to both be in the camp in Sydney. Um, I'd say Stark will be a little bit behind Green with their respective injuries, but... Uh, yeah, for all signs so far, there's been no indication otherwise that um, they're going to be scrambling for a, a new number six come come that first test. So fingers crossed, um, we'll have the big all-rounder back on deck for that first test. Just talking about Jaja, um, uh, what was he out with? Uh, do you know, uh, Adam, what, what sort of injury did he have? Seems to have been off the scene for some time for such a, a wonderful cricketer. I mean, as an all-rounder, particularly, uh, well, batting, bowling and... In, in the field, he's something else. Uh, he is. He's um, actually. I saw Crash, who I know you guys speak to occasionally. Uh, Crash had tweeted or written something along the lines of him being one of the most underrated Test cricketers yeah. out there, and I think that's a fair shout. His his record is up there with any of the great all rounders, mm. um, and he's performed out here. He's done it everywhere. He had um, he had a knee surgery. I think it was last September. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, what, a, a three- or four-month layoff. Um, but, yeah, all signs, given that he's back playing um, some, some Ranji Trophy, all signs for India that he's, uh, he's back and ready to wreak havoc again. And, Adam, uh, yeah, the Aussie women cricket team just keep on rolling with success. They're playing Pakistan, and Pakistan would be the first to, to say they're not really on the same level mm. as the Aussies. They are an emerging nation as far as women's cricket's concerned, but it's just showing mm. the depth that, that the Australians have at the moment. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, Elisa Healy hasn't played in this series, and Beth Mooney steps up seamlessly into um, the opening slot in the one-day side, scores 100 and keeps sensationally. I, I watched them um, a couple of games down in Brizzy last week, and, and, yeah, they're such a slick outfit. We saw um, Phoebe Litchfield come in and open as well, so... Rachel Haynes obviously having retired, so they were missing essentially their two regular openers and you wouldn't have known. Uh, they certainly uh, stepped up. And, and Pakistan have a decent um, opening pair um, in terms of their bowlers. And, and yeah, Litchfield, um, she was probably a little bit scratchy in, on debut in, in those first few overs, a little bit nervous, and then she just flourished. And, um, yeah, they couldn't get her out for the next couple of days. <laughs> she was outstanding and... And uh, Megan Shoot with five wickets yesterday. I think they've got two more matches, um, two more T20s, the women. And, um, yeah, you'd expect them to round out a, a 6-0 and uh, scorecard, I, I would have thought. One thing I do like about the Australian women's cricket team, uh, different to a lot of other sports, uh, they invariably pick their best team, no matter what, don't they? Um, they make it hard to get no in. resting for of uh, anyone? Not really. I mean, maybe they'll do it uh, towards the end of this series. I don't think so, because mm. they've got a T20 World Cup. But they make it very hard yeah. to get in, you know. If you get in, you've earned your way in. Um, they don't try and build a squad, even though they, they have a squad there. Um, they pick a best team. 
and they say, uh, well, if you want to get into it, you've and got to be performing. Andrew, very rarely do they mix up the batting order either. Uh, no, mm. they don't sort of fiddle around with things. I think uh, it's a lesson for a lot of other sports, actually. Definitely. They're outstanding in that regard. I know Mooney slipped down the order yesterday, but she just had a bit of a niggle, and we've seen Litchfield come in. We've seen... They just sort of drip-feed this young yes. talent into an established squad. We've yes. seen Darcy Brown emerge over the last 12 or 18 months. Um, but, yeah, they do it very deliberately and very carefully. Annabelle Sutherland's another one. Um, yeah, they've got such a such a strong squad that they can afford to just slowly feed these mm. next next generation of players in. And, um, yeah, I guess in a few years, well, they'll be the ones who are dominant. And mm. um, the dynasty, they will hope, will continue. Good on you, Adam. Always great having you on the show, mate. We'll chat next week. Yeah, good on you guys. Have a great week. There he is, Adam Burnett, talking cricket.